everyone. This is Tanya. Call me Sam. Welcome to our first broadcast of It's Just the Way We Talk, a show where seven women discuss life and everything under the sun. The idea came to me uh, about three years ago. Um, we were on one of our girls' nights out as we talked about our day, our week, our life. I said out loud, I'm going to do a podcast about this. Y'all remember. These topics are things people want to hear, uh, hear about and things that we want to talk about and other people want to talk about. So here we are, talking. There are seven of us here, and we got a lot to talk about today. Today's topic is the wonderland of the South. We're going to talk about everything Southern. We all love the South and the rich heritage here. We've got uh, a lot of people that are from here. Other people have moved here and transplanted. Some people come and go from here. So, but people all over the world always have wondered about the South and our traditions here and why we talk so slow sometimes. Well, I've always lived here. I moved away for months at a time when I would work and go do movies and such, and then I would always come home because I love being here. I was born and raised in Red Bay, Alabama, and, and moved on up here to the Shoals. And I just, I love being home, and it feels like home everywhere we are. And um, that's why I'm here. But uh, we're going to take a moment and introduce everybody here around our round table. Uh, so uh, to my right, I've got uh, Janet. Hey there. I was born in Sheffield, Alabama, small town, graduated from Sheffield High School, and attended the University of North Alabama, which is only one city over. I love to travel, and I've been to some exotic places in the world, but I always loved coming home because there's truly no place like home in the South. I'm Benita. I'm from really South. My husband used to say it was past the sticks, it was in the twigs. I grew up actually between Hamilton and Vina on a farm, and I came to Florence, went to UNA, met my husband here, and then we moved to Nashville, and we lived in Nashville for almost 30 years, and we've been back here, I've been back here since 2016. Wouldn't go anywhere else. Hi, my name is uh, Jeanette Etley. I was born in Austin, Texas, raised in Northern California, Gridley, and then my daughter and I moved to Puyallup, Washington, Western Washington, where we met my husband, lived there for about 12, 12 years until he retired from the Army, and then we decided to move over here to be closer to his family. Uh, so in 2009, we moved to Muscle Shoals, and uh, we've been here ever since. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name's Helen Henderson, and I'm from, well, pretty close to the South Pole, actually. <laughs> I'm so far south that from my hometown, you can see uh, out into the South Pole. And however, I am a musician, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I, uh, I ended up going to London following my music dream, and then I got a record deal in L.A., and then I lived in L.A. for about... 10 years, and then I made a record down here at Fame Studios uh, with some of the Swampers, which are the amazing uh, rhythm section that have played on just everything in the world. There's a movie about this too. And um, I fell in love with the town, Florence, which is just across the river from the Shoals. And I... 
on a sort of an emotional impulse, I bought a house. <laughs> and uh, people go, Alabama. And I was like, well, yeah. And they go, why? <laughs> and, 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 and I go, well, you know, New Zealand is very green. It's very rural. And when I first flew to Muscle Shoals from L.A., I flew into Memphis and Elvis was playing and there was all these pictures of Elvis everywhere, you know. My sisters used to listen to Elvis and I thought, oh, my God, I'm home. I'm, I'm, I'm in rock and roll territory. And um, when I flew on that little plane I, and landed in a cotton field here in, in Muscle Shoals at the airport, I never saw hardly any industry or a lot of – I didn't see a lot of buildings. I saw a lot of green and I just love that. New Zealand, my father used to say, what's wrong with New Zealand is there's not enough people in it. And what's right with New Zealand is there's not enough people in it. <laughs> and so it's very rural. People are very down to earth. There's not too many of them. So they're not getting on each other's nerves. And I find Alabama to be like that. I find people here very down to earth. I find the, the nature and the geography just absolutely beautiful. And then you've got the music and the food, but I think the thing I love the most is the river. I love the Tennessee River. I've fallen in love with the Tennessee River. Hello, I'm Kat, born and raised in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Uh, my first 12 years, my grandmother lived next door to Rick Hall, so that was very interesting. He had a dog named Patches. <laughs> had a place on the river my whole entire life. We're considered river rats. I'm a true blue river rat. Well, I love muscle shows. I'll never leave. That's about it. <laughs> I'm Marie, and this is my third act in the South. I started my life in Cuba and uh, grew up in South Florida, came to North Alabama for the specific purpose of UNA, the University of North Alabama, and that was my first act Learned about the South. I thought South Florida was the South. Of course not. <laughs> the South was somewhere else. And what a beautiful place. I wouldn't be anywhere else. And as my mom used to say, who barely spoke English, I can understand English in the South. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way we talk. <laughs> Some of the things that we're going to talk about, because this, this show is called the wonderland of the South, is some of our favorite memories. And you, a lot of you have already kind of touched on that, but one of my favorite memories of growing up here is actually growing up in rural Red Bay. I, I just love, I never wore shoes, ever, unless we had to go to church or to, <laughs> to school, um, but, or to town. You had to wear them when you went to town. Running behind my grandpa when he was plowing the, the garden, that, that was one of my favorite things on the planet, was feeling the cold dirt when it came up and feeling that as, as he planned. I love running behind him. He and my grandmother were very strong in my life and that's some of my favorite memories. For Christmas, my favorite Christmas memory, since we're talking about memories, was we didn't have hardly any money, but I felt like we were so rich. I you know, I did I had no idea. I mean my goodness, my grand grandparents didn't have a indoor toilet until I was nine. I, I didn't think that was a big deal until I started spending the night with friends. <laughs> but mother worked uh, as a supervisor at a shirt factory. She always would bring home the scraps, you know, and she, I, my, I loved Barbie dolls. And so for Christmas, uh, I guess I was seven, but she'd gotten me, th uh, well, Santa, 
got me three uh, Barbie dolls, and but that was the most clothes I'd ever seen. I remember going to sleep at night and hearing the sewing machine going, and mm-hmm. I would think, why is my mom working so late at night? She was making me clothes after I went to bed, and I had evening gowns and even had a cheerleading uh, uh, it was orange and orange and blue and, and uh, outfit. I had clothes that nobody else had, and they were all done by my mom. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, everything is definitely slower, but my, my memories uh, are so strong and vivid from my, my childhood, I think. And I have other ones we'll talk about, you know, as we, the older ones, but those are some of my favorites, just being, being here. When I was growing up, my mom made all of our clothes. My sister's, I'm only 15 months older than she is, so my mom dressed us like twins forever. <laughs> okay, now that's another story. I almost had to have get help for that. But anyway, <laughs> she would make our dresses, and then she made our Barbie a matching dress. Oh, so beautiful. if we wore that dress to school, Barbie could wear that dress to school. <laughs> Isn't that cool, That's though? awesome. I, I know. know. Uh, I know. Yeah. You know, my mother was a seamstress for a living, and she taught me how to sew. And the first thing I did was make my Barbie's clothing. <laughs> it was important. So I would design them for my mom, and she would make them, and then I would make the Barbie clothes. And I didn't realize how important that was till so many years later. My mother couldn't sew. She just couldn't sew at all. <laughs> and she was a good cook, but she never baked. She never no baking in our house. The, the thing we the most you know was apple crumble. I still know how to make a apple crumble. She couldn't bake, but she was a really good shot with a rifle, and she made her own wine. And they all liked drinking it. <laughs> and um, you know, Tanya, you, you, I'm I'm not from the south here, but I'm from go past the South Pacific down to the south of the south of the South Island, the lowest town on the South Island. I was the sixth of seven girls. When I was six, my grandma died, and I just loved hanging with my granddad. I hung with him every weekend, and he made me a Punch and Judy show, and he made me all these wooden puppets, and he dressed them, and they were traditional Punch and Judy, you know, and and a whole – uh, little stage, and you know that thing you sit on and you go like this, and the the um, puppets are on a on a piece of wire and they dance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he got me an old gramophone record with Russ Conway records, and I used to put on shows and make a bit of money. I guess that was <laughs> the beginning of my Fear. performing yeah. career. <laughs> um, so it was my granddad would sit there and he'd get. I remember we we, we would have this. This bread, this white bread, and it was Miller's bread, and we were related to the Millers. They had this bread, and it was a red and white wrapper. So he would use whatever he could get to make these puppets. So one of the puppets, he would take the wrappers off the, um, and and it would be the, the apron, the red and white apron. Now, I still have those puppets, and I have them with me in America. And I've told my daughter... If I ever have to go into assisted living or anything, please bring those puppets with me. (laughs) My family owned a skating rink. My grandfather built the first one in 1962, and it was in Tuscumbia Spring Park. Got hit by a tornado. So in 1965, he built one in Muscle Shoals where um, he decided he wanted to 
a bigger one, and in 1982, he built a bigger one on Avalon Avenue. Um, February 2nd, 1985, we had a freak ice storm, Mm -hmm. and the skating ring collapsed. I think I was 18. My whole life was centered around the skating rink. I knew I was going to have it when I grew up, but that didn't happen, so... A little devastated over that, but I'm okay now. <laughs> Those are my best memories. We had disco contest. We you would win at your skating rink, and then like I went to Birmingham and skated in Huntsville, and I won second place one time. Got a trophy and everything, <laughs> so I can disco. Does and it I have roller skates skate. on the top of it? Girl, I have roller skates. If you come to my house in my party room downstairs, I have all of my roller skates. No, I was talking about your trophy. Does it have roller skates? Yes, on the it top? does. Oh, well, yeah, I can't wait to see uh, it. My first roller skates were my baby shoes. My grandfather made my baby shoes into roller wow. skates, and all I have of that is a he bronzed the skate like you did shoes. You know, back in the day, <laughs> he bronzed that, that is skate. Cool. Yeah, I love that. The man I met at the roller rink is who I lost my virginity to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to yeah. get into that topic. Yeah. 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 No, we're so sorry. You're just triggering me. <laughs> I think that sounds awfully interesting. I know. Really. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, not in the roller rink, but later we met at another park. My first kiss was my <laughs> son. Oh, Lord. We don't he was to... a DJ at her we... skating rink. And uh, <laughs> I might not have told that one. I, I don't think We're so. We might have to bleep out the name. Bleep. <laughs> All right, Janet. What's your What's your favorite? Memory? It's interesting to me that our favorite memories go pretty much back to our grandparents. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember my grandmother. I used to stay with my mother's mother all the time, and my mother was the youngest. We spent a lot of time there. All the sisters would go over there every afternoon and watch the soap operas and. I'd always take a nap with my grandmother. She had the softest bed, and there was no air conditioning, but she had a big box fan in the window. And I can remember going to sleep listening to that box fan laying there with my grandmother in the afternoon. So all the women, all the adult women watching soap operas. Did you sleep on a pallet? I never slept on a pallet, but my mother told me that when she and Daddy used to travel and I was a baby, they would put me in a chest of drawers. Drawer. (laughs) (laughs) Make a baby bed out of it. Yes, my parents did that. Oh, mine did too. (laughs) They would pull out the top drawer and put, yes. There's six kids in my family, though, so, you know, they just, yeah. I remember one time I went to my friend's house, who was probably related to me anyway, but her grandmother was there and she was watching her stories. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. what we call it here. And she goes, if I knew where to call... I'd call that Luke and tell him where Laura was. <laughs> General Hospital. And I'm like, That's sorry. General Hospital. You're probably not going to get in yeah, touch you, with Luke. Yeah, my great-grandmother. You did not talk during her stories. That was, she mm. was close to the TV. You could not talk during her stories, during the de- days of our lives, all the way back. Mm. My memories are pretty much... Uh, with my siblings, because like I said, there's six of us, and I I don't know if it's a curse or if it's a, a blessing that we're so close, and I don't know how we were, we got so lucky to have each other and be raised the way that we were. 
from growing up up until this day, my siblings are my best friends. My favorite memories are with them. Traditions around here in the South. I mean, my goodness, we, we've got lots of them. I mean, football. <laughs> let's just talk. Let's oh talk. my gosh, gosh baby. I mean, Holy. I, I, roll <laughs> tide. Okay. Traditions are what brought me to love this space. I came here because of football. <laughs> no, not football. because I was playing, but my boyfriend got recruited to the university. I met beautiful people. That's how we met. That's how we met. Yeah. yeah. And so th that tradition brought me here. And then through the years, you know, so many dynamics in a relationship. And, and one of those dynamics involved a breakup. And then I remember being very miserable, feeling not connected at all, because so much of my life was connected to that person. And then you asked me to go to Thanksgiving to your... <laughs> me, my, my grandmother. Your grandmother. Yeah, my yeah. grandparents' house. Your grandmother's with the switch. It's trees. <laughs> the trees that had switches on them. Yeah. <laughs> Those were special trees. The special trees. For those of you who don't they know what a switch switches. is, <laughs> you get spanked oh, yeah. with it. Oh, I, I was introduced <laughs> to those a time or two. And I remember thinking, wow, that's just like home. You know, I love these trees. <laughs> yeah. No, but 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 it made me feel at home here because I felt so separated from. Did my... you get to pick out your own special? Switch? No, no, no. Like I did. Nobody, nobody, she didn't get in trouble, but I now Grandpa let her trouble. taste the wine. They yeah. were nice to me at that point. That was a Texas thing. Yeah. So but I felt like such traditions bonded us. You know, traditions that didn't matter where we came from. I'm from Cuba. I grew up in South Florida. I'm living in North Alabama. And those traditions bonded us because we shared similarities. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Until this day, I love football. Yeah, and football is, y'all. But good. growing up in a small town, that's all you had. That's all you had, yeah. Every Friday night, I mean. And go right around afterwards. That. Yeah. I mean, like I was in the band. Then I was a cheerleader. And, but everybody went to the football games on Friday night. I'm mm -hmm. sure they yeah. still do in Hamilton. Because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> oh, they roll the streets up at 930. They still go in muscle shows, too. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. I know it's Look, big, though. Muscle Shoals does it big. Oh my I mean, Lord, they, they don't do. even, they don't play. They're just like, <laughs> we're here. And, you know. I know your family cat is total uh, Alabama all the way, right? Oh, good grief, yeah. Alabama football. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, my daddy went to Alabama when Bear Bryant was a coach. Hmm. But then he had to come home and finish at UNA because, ta-da, <laughs> cat. Hey, I was, well. Cat made her grand Her grand entrance. entrance. Yes. Well, um, that's a funny story because um, <laughs> my mother and daddy, first off, my daddy saw my mother in the skating rink. How do I say it? They got married. Well, they snuck off, they snuck off okay. and got yes, married. And he took her home. I've heard the story <laughs> yeah, from them. Too. He took they her home that night just like it was the end of the day. In Iuka, my mother was had to be home at 11 o'clock. Their plan was to not tell anybody until they had both graduated college. Uh, my mother had to be home the first almost two years of her marriage <sighs> at 11 o'clock. Wow. Because nobody knew they were married. 
Um, and then, well, uh, oh. Hello. I was a surprise. Mother and daddy went to tell my grandparents that they were married and they were having a baby. My grandfather got so excited that he was going to have a grandchild that he started calling his friends, and this is in 1967, and telling them, I'm going to be a grandfather. Nobody knew that they were married. He left out the small detail they'd been married for two years. You know, he calls them up and says, I'm going to be a grandfather. And, you know, in the 60s, I was like, what? Oh, well, they've been married for two years. They just didn't tell us. What was what was the deal about going to Iuka to get married? My parents, my parents did too, but my mother was twenty two and my dad was twenty five. That was the only because my parents were my mother was way underage, so you could do it in Iuka, yeah, Mississippi. But my parents were old enough. Everybody just went to Iuka to get married. My parents did too. They got married at the state line, but Mm -hmm. and I forgot now why they did something about they didn't have to have blood test or yeah, they didn't have to wait. I think there was a waiting. Yeah, yeah. I think you could just get your license. You didn't have to go through a waiting period, I think. Interesting. Kind of like we got married in a fever. We got married in a fever. Are you guys where? Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, Getting into some of our favorite things, and we're talking, I mean, the food here in the South is, I mean, my gosh, let's talk about that. (laughs) Favorite thing. (laughs) Well, I like fried catfish. Oh. No. Yes. yes. I yes. mean, oh yes. yes. And but I let, eat it out the river. We yes. need to talk about the butter. We need to talk about the lard. <laughs> I mean, we need to talk about all these things that people here use that I was not accustomed hey, to. Y'all lard. didn't have butter in Washington State? Yeah, but nobody used it. And when I moved here, I was like, I mean, my mother-in-law, the meals that she made, I gained 10 pounds within the first three months. But the food was so amazing. How can you not eat that? I mean, and it was just butter and lard and bacon. And and wonderful. I had never seen the most amazing (laughs) green beans with bacon in it. And it was just so great. I'm just telling you. So we're back to It's Just the Way We Talk, and we're talking about food right now and drinks and our favorite stuff from the the South. So let's talk about food and drinks and things that we love. I know we love our cocktails. I mean, my goodness. (laughs) I mean, my grandpa made homemade wine. I mean, we got to taste it when I was 14, Mm -hmm. you know, but uh, I know everybody's- Mint julep. Mint julep. I was fixing to say that, but- Sitting on the front porch drinking moonshine. How about some good moonshine? Moonshine. Moonshine. We have a lot of good moonshine here. Uh, It's legal now to make it, you know, uh, uh, back in the day. It still has an edge to the flavor. Yeah. You can just taste it. I never had any moonshine. Oh. We're going to take you to a distillery and Uh let you try. Yes. Uh Uh-oh. It's There's, our favorite. There might be some raccoons and possums dead in it when it was made. <laughs> it's possumless moonshine. Is it, oh. is it possumless now? Okay. So, okay, we talked about moonshine, but uh, we we, we got to get back to our food, food. topic. Oh, we, yeah, we, we got sidetracked We cannot. Drink. I know. We started talking about alcohol, and we can't help it. It just goes to the <laughs> I mean, Anybody got any? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a little vodka in the room and a little bit of wine. And, well, I think the wine's uh, gone. <laughs> 
Uh, but you know, I mean, everybody chocolate talks gravy. about chocolate gravy. That's about to I say that. Never is chocolate. Chocolate gravy is one of the best. Gravy. Chocolate gravy. My grandmother made it different than my mom made it. My grandmother made it thicker. My mom made it very, very thin. And I like, uh, and you put it over your, your homemade biscuits made with lard. Yes. And, and they, they, they stay in the, the cupboard <laughs> all day long and never got hard because they had lard. In yes. The, yeah. But yes. Um, I would go get a biscuit and you have that, oh, oh, and they put butter in it. And it's, it was like, it's like this wonderful, sweet thing. And, the, and with your eggs and your, then you have the bacon that's salty with the, oh. I love I had the never bacon heard. and the chocolate. Of anything like that until I moved here. I was like, you put what on what? <laughs> yes. My grandmother but used it's... to get lard in five-gallon yes. Yes. buckets. Yeah. And when she would make biscuits, I can remember saying she'd get a big scoop, scoop. of them. That was yes. how she measured. Uh-huh. Yes, their measurement <laughs> yep. was scooping it out. Uh-huh. Let's get back to butter. Butter yeah. peanut is butter amazing. Let's go to peanut what? butter. What? Peanut and butter and bacon sandwich. I've Fried never like a grilled in my cheese life. with butter. Oh. They are the best. Okay, wait. Ever. Say that one more time. Peanut butter and bacon fried. The bacon's already fried. Put butter on the bread and fry it like a grilled cheese. And it is it's amazing. I've never heard of that. It is so good. Look, fried I love green peanut butter. tomatoes. And it. you have fried, I don't know, fried. We fry everything. Everything. Yeah. Snicker bars. <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Aren't you glad you moved here? Yes. <laughs> Casseroles are born in the South. Absolutely. Oh, we, we, that's our leftovers Nursing. put all together. So, Nothing like casseroles. Where no. you throw in butter. <laughs> cheese. Cheese. Your yes. leftovers. Do you know what it's called in, in, in New Zealand? And it's an old English term um, when you fry the leftovers. It's called bubble and squeak. That's like what that. it's called, bubble yeah. and squeak. Yeah, it's like shaking her head. I'm from the south, and I don't throw all my leftovers together. Before I moved to the south, I loved the southern accent. And then after I moved to the south, I was like, you need to move over southern accent. Because then I fell in love with the southern cooking. The greens. Wait, wait. Pecan. What is it? Colored, colored. What do you call them? Colored greens. Yes, colored greens. Oh, I love colored greens. Oh, my dear gosh. I like colored greens. Turnip greens. I mean, I had never even heard of these Black eyed beans. All your beans. Black eyed beans. Yes. Yes. Black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. Black eyed peas. <laughs> and then she's got like what the the pork in it mm. and the yeah and cornbread yes. the oh, the cornbread. cornbread people like cornbread differently I don't like mine with sugar in it nope. no. Mm-hmm. no 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 I didn't know and I didn't know option. there was anything but until I, right. I moved I'm, here. I'm Oh I, but they, there are places that put sugar in the cornbread. Well, that's that not a me. southern. It's not a southern. The southern's no. not Mm-mm. sugar. No, but it's oh. I, we have to talk about the sweet tea, you guys. When I started coming here 20 years ago, yes. <laughs> sweet tea, all my friends drank sweet tea. And a couple of my girlfriends, they drank sweet tea all the time and they and they didn't exercise and they were overweight, tell you the truth. California, you can't get too overweight because you're always in a bloody bathing suit. It's terrible. And also you're trying to get a job <laughs> in Hollywood. You know, it's a, such a pain in the, you know what. Yeah. So in Washington... When you said, I would like a sweet tea, please, you know, they'd be like, oh, okay, and they'd hand it to you. Oh, 
And then they'd give you the packets of and sugar it to work stir. Yeah. Yes. Cold. Yeah. That doesn't. It was not the, the most same. disgusting uh-huh. thing I had ever tasted. <laughs> yeah. You got to so, put the know, sugar in when it's hot. Thank yeah. you. But yeah. I had never, I had never had sweet tea because I thought it was so disgusting. Oh, this is a heated topic. And then I moved here. <laughs> no, I moved here, and my mother-in-law was like. Would you like sweet tea? You know, I was doing all the Southern things back then. And so I was like, well, I'm going to try it. And I tried it. And oh, my gosh. Your hair stood on you. I was in heaven. (laughs) It was the most amazing. And she had set it out on the porch. And so it was sun tea. And she had like all of the, yeah, like this glass container with the sugar. Oh, my. I'm just telling you. (laughs) My grandmother used to make sweet tea but she would for a month she would save all the syrup out of all the different kinds of fruits yeah so it was a fruity sweet oh, tea. Oh, beautiful. we had it every thanksgiving and christmas that that would be beautiful. i, I, I never had, had never and maybe i just went to all the wrong places but i'd uh, like to taste whatever. some of your mother grand me too i'd like to taste mm-hmm. that i think that would be yes. amazing like like i'm sure that's how they made it in the in the Originally. beginning i don't know but that was the generation they never threw anything away so if she opened a can of fruit you could eat the fruit, but yeah. she'd save the juice to mm-hmm. put in sweet the tea. Ooh, that does sound good. So mm-hmm. my grandmother did that with wine. Like a lot of the leftover fruit parts, they would go into a big old five-gallon, you know, and she'd put water in it, and that's how we got wine. My grandpa made sure. wine out of everything. My grandpa made wine out of tomatoes. Yeah. He made Whoa. it out of plum. Yeah. Yeah. Plum, wine. plum wine. He made it out of strawberries, yeah. grapes. Oh. Uh, I mean, blackberry. I mean, everything. But let me tell you, just a dab, just a little dab. And you, it, it was very, very strong. <laughs> I bet it was. He had it buried what did it everywhere. Taste like? Oh, it was, it was delicious. And, and the tomato wine, you yeah. got to taste it. The, yeah, the tomato wine was like nothing I've ever tasted it before. They but he buried it, and it was probably after he passed away. They would away. put it in the ground, right? Yeah, it was everywhere. Yeah. Well, folks, that brings us to our topic. It's just always something to talk about is because we say things differently here. Mm-hmm. We have Southern sayings that, I mean, I, I grew up with uh, fixing to. Uh, we're fixing to do that. We're fixing to go there. I also grew up with "jeet yet." That means "did you eat yet?" No Jew, no jeet yet. No Jew. Did you? Uh, you know, uh, I reckon uh, uh, I'll be there directly. My grandma used to say, "Well, we'll be over there directly." And I, I mean, directly is what she was saying. Uh, "Bless your heart," of course, is the most famous, I believe. Oh my gosh. So I know you guys have Southern sayings that you hear all the time, and we still say it because that's just. Just the way we talk. I mean, we talk mm-hmm. like that. So, got some favorites? Mama. Oh, Mama. Mama and Papa. I was like, what? <laughs> There's lots of different it, ways to say yes, Mama. Yes, but Mama yeah. and Papa. I had never heard of that. You I never had a mammy and a pappy. Yes. Yeah, but what, a mammy and, and a pappy, a I'd heard of that. What are your um, favorite Southern sayings? <laughs> Well, bless your heart, but I don't mean it like blessing your heart. I mean it. We say we say that <laughs> many times. There are yeah. many different bless ways. Okay, yeah. I know. Bless your heart can mean ma- many, many things. Yes, you, we will whisper that. it sometimes. Well, bless your heart. It just depends on the day. It just depends on the person. You also say yes, ma'am. And sweetie, I tell you something that's lately that my 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 girlfriend 
says all the time, and she's from Mississippi, so it's probably a little different, how the milk got in the coconut. And let me tell you how the milk what? got in the coconut. <laughs> <laughs> and how, I've been doing that a lot lately. How it really happens. Mm-hmm. What it how is. it really happened. Yeah. Everything was so, do- I mean, growing up in the country, everybody was country. You didn't know. I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff people said. Yeah, that is something we call it. We say, instead of saying Southern, we say, oh, they're real country. Which they're means just country. They're just country. Country's cornbread. And different ways of saying My grandmother, she would run all the syllables together. And that happens a lot here, like muscles. It's not muscle shoals. What's she doing? And, um, it's um, muscle She didn't say Sheffield. Was sure. Tuscumbee. <laughs> Tuscumbee. Or hurricane. Like hurricane, hur- hurricane lane. You go down there where that hurricane is like in Florida, lane with or Saint Florian. No, I was looking for hurricane lane. <laughs> Saint Florian. Is it it's not, not Saint Florian? I say Saint Florian, and that's why yeah, I went too. Saint Florian. Mm-hmm. Where's Saint Florian? Oh, I got married else. in Saint Florian, and when I was telling people from out of town to come to our wedding thirty something years ago, I would say, "Well, it's in Saint Florian." But when they came to town and asked directions. Uh, they they would say Saint Florian, and they wouldn't know what no, they were talking because, about because yeah. it's Saint Florine. That's how it's said. Yeah. Well, it's spelled that way, but we we just kind of leave the syllable, uh, syllables out. So I am supposed to work with some people that are coming up to the university, and one of the persons says, I can't come up because we're out of pocket. <laughs> and I say, can I give you some money? <laughs> they're like, what do you mean? Yes. I'm going to be in Arizona. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. I'm busy. We can't be there. Out of pocket meant we're not available. I thought out of pocket meant you don't have the money to come. <laughs> it, it is a wonder. I mean, people come here all the time, and they're they're curious about how we are. I, I whenever I'm out of the this state, Alabama, in a L.A. or wherever, and they mm-hmm. and, and you know they say, well, where are you from? As soon as I say Alabama, they go Alabama. It suddenly becomes a southern, drawn out thing because that's what people think that you know. Uh, we usually, talk very slow. People usually guess that I'm from Texas or Alabama. It's funny because when I go into stores, and you know, I live in Los Angeles. I also partly live in New Zealand and here. But I've been here on and off for 19 years. And when I first came here, I was just blown away by the beauty of the place and also mm-hmm. people's accents, <laughs> the way they sing song and they draw things out and just the things they say, you know. And even at the supermarket, wherever I would go, people would say, where are you from? I'd go, well, New Zealand. And i go, Really? <laughs> and I'd go, you do realize you live in paradise, don't you? And they go, no. <laughs> but they go, oh, we really like your accent. And I go, well, I really love your accent too. <laughs> I really love your accent, you know. Um, you had me at hello. Oh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just felt so at home here straight away because um, – you guys just tell the funniest stories. You'll sit there for hours yeah. trading stories yeah. to each other. You're born storytellers. There's a storytelling yes. culture. Yeah, definitely. Yes, is. I love that. And that's a very Celtic thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's where it came from, I think, originally. It shows how connected we all are. Yeah. The town that I come from in New Zealand is about the same population as this town. I come from a town called Invercargill. It's a little country town. People <laughs> in my town like... 
tinkering with cars and they all have rifles and 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 they and they and there's a lot of farmers come in and we have a live we have a, we have a county fair every year and we have livestock and my grandfather would take me to the livestock and so when I'm here driving around in my old Buick you know listening to Ray Charles and I see the fields of corn swaying, and you know, and and I'm like, and, I, and maybe I go out to Saint Florian or something <laughs> out into the countryside, and I'm like, ah, you know, it feels like home in yeah. a different way, because it's it's very rural, and a lot of your rural traditions are still alive, and your musical traditions. All right, any last comments here uh, uh, before we move on? See you later, alligator. <laughs> Well, we've had a blast sharing our thoughts and our memories, our view of life on our our little piece of earth that we call home here in the South. And we hope you'll visit and take it all in. It's a wonderland here, and we sure love to talk about it. I'm Sam. Janet. Benita. Jeanette. Helen. Kat. Marie. This is our group of wonderful friends and women And we have so much more coming up. Our next episode is going to be uh, menopause. You can just read a lot into that one already. So be prepared because we're definitely going to go into a whole different avenue on that one. Uh, But we'll be seeing you. And thank you to all my co-hosts and our guest host today, Helen. Thank you for being here. And you know we'll be talking about life and everything under the sun. And if we can, we will cause... It's just the way we talk.